Hello everyone and welcome back to the Souls Conquest in conversation with this is season 4 I'm Madhurima Sopati and this season is going to be lit I have some amazing guests coaches conquerors entrepreneurs from all around the world who are super excited to share with you their stories who are excited to share with you how they started what obstacles they faced how they overcame it some amazing topics that they are experts at all in hopes to inspire you and to let you know that you're not alone on this journey i hope that today's episode has an amazing impact on you and i'm super excited to get started so let's go baby woohoo hello everyone and welcome back to the souls conquest this is the final episode of this season season 4 And Daisy, we're gonna we're gonna end it with wow. you with a bang, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we are in conversation with Daisy Lopez, and um, to be honest, we connected a couple of times, and I loved her energy, especially because we kind of have similar things that we talk about. So I was like, I need to have her on the podcast. So here she is. Thank you so much for showing up here. How are you doing today? I'm doing so well. It's such an honor to be here, especially with a title as powerful as like the Soul's Conquest. So I was like that's definitely a platform that I want to be on. <laughs> so, and I didn't know that I was wrapping up the season, so I feel very honored. <laughs> <laughs> It just happened as like, oh, this is going to wrap this up. So, this is amazing. So, for those in the audience who have no idea who you are, who who are seeing you or hearing from you for the very first time, go ahead and introduce yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Absolutely. Well, if this is the first time we're meeting, hi. I'm so happy that we have been connected in this way. And yeah, my name is Daisy Lopez. I am a coach, visibility and client attraction coach for amazing coaches who essentially want to go from feeling overlooked and undervalued online to really unleashing their voices in a powerful way so they can attract high caliber clients consistently. And um a little bit about me. I'm a first generation Cuban American, so my brothers and I were the first generation to be born here in America. All of my family is from Cuba and came to Miami close to 60 years ago, maybe like 57 years ago. Um, um and yeah, essentially it's been a really powerful journey to going from essentially following a path that I was given and told like this is the american dream this is what success looks like and going down that path and leading myself into burnout various times going down that path to essentially making the decision to um basically strip away everything that that I thought success was and open my own business and yeah it's it's been a journey so that's really what inspired initially inspired the brand name that I go by now and that I founded called the Liberated Latina because it really just encompasses not just a latina's journey but really all women women of color's journey to unlearning a lot of the conditioning and the programming that we're told on what success needs to look like how we need to be in order to succeed and really rewriting our own rules and creating the life that we really want to live. Oh, I love that. You know like to be honest Daisy every time I speak with you, you know, I get this vibe of have you seen the movie In the Heights that was first a musical? Yes, I love it. I get that vibe from you every time I speak. I'm like that is the energy that you bring into every container. So just imagining the kind of energy you bring into your coaching container is like oh and so i'm genuinely excited to have you here and i wanted to start this off by asking you about your journey why coaching why did you decide to kind of 
get into this specific aspect of coaching right why help women of color be more visible why is this important to you yeah it's a great question so i i really do think that for a, a lot of us coaches i see this in our stories where um we kind of have been coaching our whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like when people ask me, how long have you been coaching? I'm like, unofficially, probably my entire life. Yeah. Because uh, I think when when you're, we're naturally coaches, we find ourselves growing up and we're the ones that our friends always want to go to for advice. And we're the ones that people feel really safe around. Uh, they come to us for really sound guidance. And that's always kind of been my thing in my family unit. Uh, people call me the vault because people, my family knows that if they come to me and talk about something, I don't share and I'm just there to support them. And, and, you know, if they want my advice, I give it, but usually just to be that safe space. And that's always who I've been around friends. So I always knew that I wanted to help people. And I always knew that it was, I mean, talk about the soul's conquest. Like my, there was a part of my soul that always knew that part of my journey would be affecting a lot of people. And there was a part of me that really wanted to be self-expressed. And a lot of my story growing up, I was, you know, ridiculed a lot for my body type. I went through, I I got my menstrual cycle very early at the age of eight. So my body changed very early (laughs) and that kind of turned some heads and like people would kind of make fun of me, make fun of my body type, make, make fun of how I looked. So there was a part of me at a very young age that felt like I was inherently wrong or that I would always just be safer at the back of the room. But simultaneously, I kind of had this inner knowing that I wanted to help people and that I I would one day have some sort of platform to be fully expressed and um, kind of be that space for others. So how I actually got into coaching, I... Um, I I had a consulting job. So right out of college, I applied for this job that seemed kind of cool. And somebody that I knew in college was like, hey, you should apply for this job. And I'm like, okay. So Mm -hmm. I applied for it. It had benefits. It had a retirement plan. And I was like, well, that's what my family says is a big girl job. So I'm going to apply for this. And it essentially was a consulting role. So um, I ended up being kind of like a, a... yeah, like kind of like a coach or consultant for a lot of really big uh, banks. And I was helping them make their program safer uh, to kind of fight off uh, anti, basically anti-money laundering regulation and making their banks safer to not be funding terrorists and, and the bad guys, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it sounded cool on paper. And there was a part of me that was like, oh, I've made it. This is this is the dream. This is, this is what people said I needed to do in order to be successful. And while I love the idea of being that almost like confidant and seeing how clients really started to trust us and they came to us when they needed help, I love that aspect of it. But the actual work was so draining. Mm-hmm. I did not care to review regulation. I did not care to do all of these like very complicated projects. With te- I just, it wasn't my thing. So actually while I was at that job and spiraling really deep into burnout, which we can go into that more later on, if, if, if you'd like, I was like, you know, what if I look into coaching? Mm. And at the time I thought I wanted to be a health coach because I was battling a lot with my health because of the burnout and the constant travel and the stress and panic attacks and all of that. 
So I did a health coaching certification in the off time that I had, uh, in the off spare time that I had. And I just felt so, so much like myself, just Mm -hmm. learning about coaching and it just made sense. Yeah. I could definitely see myself doing this. So long story short, when I decided to leave my job right before the pandemic in February of 2020, I um, decided that I wanted to coach other Latinas and help them kind of find that sense of empowerment to take their life into their own hands. But as I was kind of figuring out my own business journey, I realized there was this really big gap Mm -hmm. in that we come into business because we feel like we want to have that freedom to be who we really are. We want to express our message. We want to let our voices be heard. We want to be leaders in our own way without the constraints of like a corporate organization. But then really quickly, we go into these business programs and they tell you, this is the right way to launch. These are the 10 steps that you need. This is the content calendar. This is what you have to say. This is what you have to look like. Like literally there are coaches saying in order to charge high ticket, you have to dress high ticket. Mm -hmm. So TikTok, I just saw yesterday. And I was like, I've never felt less like myself. Like I did this to feel like myself and I don't feel like myself. So, um, so yeah, I, I looked around and I saw a lot of my other fellow coaches and sisters feeling the exact same way. And I was like, no, this, there has to be a way that we can be in business and have marketing be an actual reflection of us and not have marketing be something we have to fit ourselves into in order to make money. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Daisy, that hit me right where it hurts because I swear to God, you know, like I was doing hotel management before. So, you know, it was all about being groomed, being pristine, doing this and doing that. And as I I still rebelled at different points of time by cutting my hair in different way. Like I was called the hairstyle girl because I used to do the weirdest thing where I wouldn't get called out on it. But people knew that this this is like a loophole against the rules, right? And even when I started my own business, it was all like... You have to be this way. You have to dress this way, you know, whereas I feel the most comfortable in my pajamas. I was like, I decided so that I can do my job in pajamas. I decided to open my own business just so that I could do that. And here I am being asked to be like, you know, uh, you have to put on makeup and you have to do this and you have to do that. I'm like, that ain't me. Like, I don't want to do my own job if that requires me to, if people... The only way people can take me seriously is when I look a certain way and not by the thing that I'm saying, not by the work that I'm doing, but rather how I'm looking. I was just like, seriously, how I look is not going to help you overcome burnout. But seriously, is that all that you can kind of come down to? Is that all that matters? So I love that you're doing this. I have to ask though, when you finally decided to become a coach and you're like, this is, this is who I'm supposed to be, right? Like, how did that feel for you? It felt very natural in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like something that I was always meant to do. It felt like a coming home. Like this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. But it also just felt very liberating. No pun intended. <laughs> it felt very liberating to just feel validated and to consider the possibilities that maybe I could have a career doing this and be very successful at it even as you know a latina girl that looks 18 even though i'm 27 and has a miami accent (laughs) yeah (laughs) no i love it the reason why i asked you this is because i felt the very exact thing that you just described i feel like a lot of people in their journey when they're figuring out how to go about things how to kind of figure out if something's right for you when it is right for you you will know right like it will be that moment of who 
is that what i was supposed to do right so i love that do you think that everything that happened in your journey from the very beginning to where you are right now everything had to happen to lead you to where you are right now yes absolutely and i didn't always feel that way i remember being in my corporate job and feeling like i was wasting my time and that mm. put on a lot of pressure because i'm like this is not what i want to do and i actually knew from the very first day that okay. yeah. it was a temporary thing. I just heard that. I felt that in my bones of, yeah, like this is not where I'm going to be forever. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I had some sort of faith that it would serve me in the future, but not knowing how it was playing into my future was really frustrating to me as somebody that has always had a plan, has always needed to know not just the next step, but the next 10 steps <laughs> and just knowing how everything fit together. But now looking back, it, really opened my eyes to so much, not even just professionally, because obviously the type of consulting that I was doing there is like not in any way the work that I am doing now or even how I do it. But sometimes learning what doesn't work for you is just as valuable as landing on what does work for you, because that's how you get the clarity. That's how you actually get closer to your answer. Um, But just the woman that I became, aside from the burnout and the health problems, but I really did develop a sense of just strength and independence. I was, you know, 24 years old, traveling to Latin America by myself for client projects and not traveling all over the United States. And, you know, really having to hold my own in a conference room of mainly men, mainly, you know, white men. So it it really did teach me a lot about you know coming into my own and and coming into this sense of confidence even mm-hmm. if I didn't quite feel it at the time. <laughs> I love that. I love that a lot because I feel like, um, you know, even with burnouts and stuff like that, personally, I feel with burnouts, it's a really great way for me to understand where to draw my elements. Like it's a very extreme way for sure. Like I don't want to do that every time I want to figure out where to draw the line. But right. it's a very, yeah, but the first hit was just like, ooh, okay, okay. I think I need to look into what I'm doing wrong. I love that, you know, like it was important for you to take the wrong thing to kind of figure out what not to do. I think something I'm, I know I'm butchering your line, but <laughs> the essence of it is what matters. And I yeah. love it. Yeah. How important is it for you to kind of follow that intuition? Um, You know, like you, you receive that intuition right from the very beginning that this is not what you're supposed to do, but you kind of had to put it on hold or brush it aside for a while. How important is that intuition or listening to that intuition right now for you? It's, you know, I, it's, it's an evolving practice, but it is super important Mm -hmm. because even in business, it's almost like we have so many choices (laughs) that are, it's very easy for our systems to get overwhelmed and to want to run to the first person or the first program or the first whoever that says, this is the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. This is what you have to do in order to fill up your spots. This is what you have to do in order to be taken seriously. It's very tempting. I mean, our, our brains love predictability and our brains love consistency and our brains love to feel like somebody has an answer that we need. (laughs) Like if it, if it senses that it wants that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's great. I mean, I've, I've, gained so much from all the 
whether it was a $99 course or a $30,000 mastermind, I've learned so much. And I've also come to come to really feel actually just this week that the most valuable thing that you can have as as a CEO is unwavering trust and belief in your own gifts and in your own voice. Because if we try to source that from things outside of ourselves, we're always going to end up feeling empty. Like even if you do hit the goal, you're going to feel that sense of emptiness because maybe it wasn't quite in the way that you know you want to achieve your goals. And Mm -hmm. it's not really in the way where you're being the most, the most yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that answer a lot. Um, because that, to be honest, that is how my journey as a coach started, right? Like just listening to your voice, because I know that oftentimes we search for answers from others around us, knowing the answer within, but we ask that answer to kind of validate our own response or because we have learned to kind of brush ourselves aside for a pretty long time. So listening to ourselves is like, who does that, right? Like it's not cool. It's not, um, it's hippie. We shouldn't be doing stuff like this. But uh, when you hear an answer that doesn't sit right with you, you're just like, that doesn't feel right. Because you know what the answer is, right? Like, that doesn't feel right. There's something missing in there. Mm-hmm. Why Our do bodies are always the first to know. Yeah, through that, through that. So I love that that is something that you are working towards. I want to ask you this, DC. When you're working with a new client, what do you hope that they will feel at the end of your coaching session right like towards the end of it all what do you hope that they will feel like I love that we're talking about the feel because Mm -hmm. something that I always talk about with my clients like I'm always like whatever you want you can have so I'm never the I'm never one to kind of shy away or say like oh the money's unimportant the goals are not important no the goals are important Um, as far as like that being our guiding light to expansion, like we set goals because we want to grow into the person that's able to create that. Right. But something that I always say underneath that is it's, we always want a goal because of how we're going to feel at the end of it and who we get to become at the end of it. And really with my clients, my, my intention for them is to walk away feeling a sense of like unshakability in in what they offer the world and and how they get to deliver it to the world. Yeah. And one of the promises that I make in my program is uncovering your permanent solution to client attraction. But the way that we get there is not like, I don't use scripts. I don't use, um, you know, checklists. I don't really give prescriptive strategy because the way that you get to that permanent solution is by getting really clear on what is your real voice underneath all the conditioning and the filters. What is your voice? And then what are the what are the actions that are going to amplify you? And once you're clear on that, that's what's going to allow you to feel that liberation and that freedom and that self-expression while also feeling very at home in your business and knowing with certainty that you can create the results that you want. Oh, I love that. Why is that important to you though? Why is your client feeling this way important to you? Because I really believe that what this world needs is not just more women with wealth, but more women with wealth and platforms that they're leading and more women with freedom and abundance of time. Because Mm -hmm. it's one thing to create a, listen, anybody can hustle their way to a seven, eight figure business. We've seen it all the time. We see people getting to 
you know, the highest of the highs and they then sell their business because they're so burnt out and they're so tired and they're just done with it. But what good is that then? You know, like I, I really do believe that the biggest gift that this world can have is more women of color, especially leading these really powerful movements and being able to have, yes, abundance in resources, financial resources, but also being able to do it without diminishing themselves, Mm. without losing who they are, because the more access to us that we have, the more impact we're actually able to make. We can't really make an impact if we're, we have a lot of money in the bank, but we're tired and struggling and just trying to make it through the day. Yeah. Oof. That hit me hard. So before we jump into what obstacles you faced, I want to speak about burnout. So you mentioned earlier on in the conversation and you've been mentioning so far that burnout has been something that you went through. Would you like to talk a bit more about your experience with burnout and what really happened in there? How did you feel during that point of time? Just share your experience so that I feel like the more we share our experience, the more we share our story, the more awareness we create um, around it. Because when I was going through burnout and I was genuinely making a post right before our uh, podcast interview started is that when I was going through it, I had no idea what I was going through. Like I was searching on Google how to overcome feeling anxious. And that doesn't really help a lot when, when you know, burnout is a much more collective, but much more deeper thing that creates that burnout for you. So I want you to share your story around it if you're comfortable with it. Yeah. So I've actually burnt out in several seasons of my life. And the first time that I remember really deep burnout was actually beginning of high school for me. So I was around 15 years old. And that was really my first run in with heightened anxiety, right? To your point, I was just so, I had just crippling anxiety that I could not think I could not move. It was just so crippling. And usually that would come through when I was feeling like I had no control over my future and feeling like I was doing life wrong. I was doing things wrong. Um, and then I did burn out, uh, very briefly (laughs) in college. Um, and again, it was a lot of future tripping and a lot of anxiety and, and fearing, you know, not being able to handle certain things or letting people down. And Mm -hmm. then really the depth of, of burnout that really, I mean, it, it was, it was excruciating, but it also created the biggest transformation was the burnout that I experienced in uh, my corporate consulting career. That was really scary because that was the first time that I was having what I didn't know then, but now I know is, is a full-fledged panic attack, but I was alone in hotel rooms. And that was really eye-opening and just feeling I mean, even on the weekends or even on days off from my job, I was just so lifeless. I did not want to leave my bed. I just felt like I couldn't do life. Like the slightest Mm -hmm. inconvenience, I was like, I cannot handle this. I'm at capacity. I didn't even want to talk to friends. I just feel like I didn't have the energy for anything. And my family actually tells me all the time, like you lost your smile. We rarely saw you smile. Um, Yeah, and that experience was was really intense. And it, I feel like it was perpetuated because on top of the burnout, there was shame 
for me being burnt out <laughs> and shame for not knowing how to get myself out of it and shame for not being in a different life situation and shame. For, it was just like so much emotional stacking. So I found myself thankfully, um, finding an amazing therapist who helped me work through it. But essentially what I find, especially with burnout is that we might be carrying things and harboring things that were not created to harbor and to carry. So a yeah. lot of future tripping, right? We're not, we're not created. We're not God. We're not created to know yeah. everything that. that's going to happen in the future, right? Worrying about people's reactions or people being disappointed. We, we have no control over that. So I find that when I was deep in burnout, it was because, well, one, I was overextending myself, but also because I was just carrying so much that wasn't really mine to carry. Yeah. So I want to ask you, you mentioned shame that was stacking up on top of your burnout. Who was putting that shame on you? Was it yourself? Was it your family? Was it society? Was it just your, you know, future in general? What was that? Where was that shame coming from? Yeah, I think it was 100% my my perceptions of, of that I was doing it wrong, right? Yeah. Like, just feeling, yeah. just feeling like I wasn't living up to expectations. Like there wasn't, it wasn't like anybody in my family was making, making me feel worse or, or highlighting these expectations. It was yeah. completely my own, but I felt such deep. Um, yeah, I felt just such deep, put, like shame that I could potentially disappoint people if, you know, cause what would it mean about me if I left this job Will people say, Oh, you see, she couldn't hack it. Or she's just another statistic of a woman that can't handle it. Like I was just, I would run myself through all these different narratives that um, would just keep me in that spiral of shame. Yeah. How did you kind of overcome those narratives or listening to those narratives or even creating those narratives in the first place? It, I think it really took me finding something else that lit me up. So that coaching certification, although I'm not a health coach right now, it was a, it was a beautiful bridge and it was like a, a shining light to see, you see, you have strengths in other areas. Um, and it kind of gave me this, this fuel again. And also just knowing I, that was the first time in my life that I knew that I owed it to myself to promise that I would always just love and be there for myself no matter what. And when I decided to leave that job, I remember just telling myself, like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for how far you've come. And I'm, I'm, I'm always going to advocate for me. Um, so that was really the first time that I put myself first, essentially. And what I found was that even when I did break the news to family members that I was like, Oh, they're probably going to be like upset. They, they didn't really have space to argue because they just saw my confidence. And I'm like, I'm not asking for permission here. I'm just telling you what's up. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Oh, I love that a lot. I love that it brought that transition for you and brought that confidence for you heading into, um, the obstacles that you faced in your journey as a coach, uh, what were the obstacles that you faced and what solutions did you come up with to overcome these obstacles? I think a lot of it at first was just being confident and being seen mm -hmm. at a, you know, in, in a worldwide platform that is social media. And it, again, it, it really brought up a lot of my own perceptions of are people going to take me seriously because people tell me all the time oh are you in high school I'm like no ma'am I'm 
27 years old. So me looking very young, yeah. I felt always just kind of discredited me. Like, how, what does she know? Um, yeah. You know, my accent, when I went away to college, the first thing people said was, oh, how do you know English so well? Where are you from? So I felt very <laughs> insecure about my accent. Yeah. And yeah, there's just a lot of different things that I felt like would immediately discredit me. And it was hard to... Um, find safety in being seen at that level. And essentially how I overcame that was through a lot of the processes that I use now with clients is working with those stories that that are formed in the body, right? Really mm -hmm. dropping out of the mindset and allowing myself to feel all of the emotions that have been stacked up in my body, believing these lies that I'm not credible as I am, that I have to look a certain way or act a certain way. And I think especially as women, the more that we can find safety in our bodies, then the easier everything external becomes because we always have a safe place. We always have acceptance and love and validation without even going anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah so that was, that was honestly in the beginning stages, one of the biggest obstacles that I had to overcome for myself yeah, I love that a lot. And I feel like as coaches, oftentimes the kind of coaches we evolve to become, we coach other people through the stuff that we went through. A hundred percent. We went through this and we know how hard it sucks, which is why we want to help people. I love that a lot. Um, my next question to you is this, because this started out as a spiritual podcast, I love to ask my guests, what spiritual or self-care routines do you have in your day-to-day -day life that helps you balance work and personal life? Yeah, honestly, I, I don't think I could have created what I've created so far without my spiritual practice. It has just opened up so much for me. It has relieved me of so much pressure and unnecessary worry. So mm -hmm. really my spiritual practices include meditation every day and and really praying. So it's almost like this beautiful exchange of my prayer is communicating with, you know, my source, God. And then meditation yeah. is how I receive. I receive the universal love. I receive any wisdom, any messages that are trying to come through for me. And I mean, so much has come through that stillness. The Liberated Latina, that brand name came through a meditation. Um, and I saw the vision for it and everything. It was just such a divine gift. So having that as non-negotiables every single day and really prayer is an ongoing thing throughout the day, I'll have communications with him. And if I'm manifesting something or calling in clients, I'll say, oh God, I'm so excited to meet these women. I don't know where they are, but I know you've got it handled and I'm so excited to serve them and I'm so excited to meet them. And that's yeah. how I kind of stay in that energy of receivership and trust and love and things just are able to flow so much easier from that place versus pushing and forcing and, Oh, I have to make this happen, which was hundred percent my default before, yeah. but I've just found that that always led me to burnout to needing yeah. to take a step back. And that's not really yeah. the fuel that I want to grow with. Mm, I love that. I love your practice a lot, especially the praying and the meditating meditation practice. That sounds really wonderful. That exchange that you just mentioned was like, mm. That is all it is about. <laughs> awesome. So my next question to you is this. Since the name of the podcast is The Soul's Conquest, what do you think your past Soul's Conquest was and what is your current Soul's Conquest like? I think my past Soul's Conquest was to find my place in the world and to find my joy and what that really looked like. Mm -hmm. Tell me. There was... Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, there was there. I, I really do believe that, especially as I got a little bit older and especially in college, I knew that I had gifts and I knew that I had talents and I knew that when I was around people, when I was serving people, I mean, amazing things happened, but I didn't quite understand how that played into the world and how that would be of service. So I, I think that my past soul's conquest was definitely to find this this space that I'm in now. Mm -hmm. And I also do believe that when I think back to just a generation of women in my family, I know that this is also a, a piece of their win, right? A piece of their yeah. soul's conquest that's mm -hmm. getting to finally live out right now. I love that. Ah, I love that so much. Ooh, Daisy, you are hitting so many points today. I am just like, I'm just receiving all of this because this is so amazing and powerful to be in presence of you and your energy is just like divine. Right. So I love that you're here with us today. Oh, so powerful. Um, I receive that. Thank you so much. Awesome. <laughs> so the next question I have for you is what is something that recently happened in your life that created a lot of impact for you? Yeah, like I mentioned earlier this week is um, I'm in a I'm in a big transformational period i'll leave it at that i don't know okay, i'm yeah, gonna okay. give all the details maybe yeah. in the future i can like send a little blip yeah to everybody and let them catch them up but yeah but yeah today you're you're catching me in a really pivotal moment in my own um really in my business and the direction that i'm going to be taking in my platform and in my marketing and all that mm. so by far what i will say is that the the biggest kind of lesson of impact is that we really truly can't be of service if we're not first in full service of ourselves. Ooh. And especially as coaches, it's so important that we deeply value our own gifts and our own talents first. And the deeper that we can go into belief of that, the easier everything else becomes. Yeah. I noticed that um, I was giving my power away to, to certain external things, thinking that this is what creates my success or this is what creates my results or this is what creates my, you know, my expansion. And luckily God really spoke to me and was like, you're missing the point. And I want to do great things with you, but I need you to kind of realize what I've put in you. And so I think that's, it's been a really pivotal week for me. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, I, I can just feel, I don't have all the answers right now because it's still percolating, but I know that this shift of coming back inward and, and taking out some of the noise and the external pressures and the external influences of what I'm supposed to be doing and how I'm supposed to be doing it and really giving myself space to come back to my own truth. It's really, it's kind of funny because it's me coming deeper into integrity with what I help clients with, yeah. which I'm always available for. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, I'm lucky to have a really, really powerful life coach and somatic mentor that, that is helping me process some of the big mm -hmm. feelings coming with it. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. So I love more to be continued. <laughs> to be continued. I love that a lot. You do one thing. Once you have it all figured out and you're ready to share, hit me up and you know, you could post like a tiny video and tag me in it and be like, this is what Daisy was speaking about. <laughs> yes, I will tag you in it for sure once I have a little bit more of cohesive answers. For but sure. I think just just that lesson of, you know, great with 
what creates great success is having great deep belief in yourself and deep value in what you offer and yeah and always coming back home to that yeah for sure you know the reason i feel like it just just hit me right the reason why i'm connecting so much with our podcast conversation today is because this is the work that i do right like this kind yep. of aligns into every single thing that i do and i'm just like yo this is why i'm doing this right like sometimes you kind of get lost in the sauce you're like why am i doing this what's the point of it all like no matter how much we love it we kind of get into that zone of uh ah. and when you hear people share their stories about the kind of transformations they're going through you're like oh this is why i'm doing it this mm-hmm. is it i'm doing it so i love it a lot daisy thank you so much for sharing that my one last final question to you is even though this is going to be a difficult question because you have made such great points today <laughs> my question to you is what is the one last thing that you would like to leave my listeners with i know that is a hard question <laughs> i mean honestly the one thing that i can share with everybody especially coaches if you're just getting started or if you're looking for growth is to you know everything becomes so much easier when we stop making ourselves wrong and stop running from ourselves that is like added resistance on top of all of the hard things that comes up with running our own businesses and again like for me i've really shifted from how i used to be very overachiever and really clinging on to goals and achievements as like this is what makes me valuable this is what makes me powerful and instead seeing my goals as almost like invitations to grow and to see what gets to shift in order to be the woman that creates that so seeing my goals through that lens of yeah this is just a vehicle for my transformation this is just a vehicle for my growth and instead of thinking that i need this in order to feel a certain way about myself or to be seen as as you know a certain way then i've been able to just give myself so much more grace and never make myself wrong regardless of whether i'm hitting my goals whether my business is growing whether it's not there's nothing more powerful than always knowing that you get to come back home to yourself and that you're always going to be in your own corner. And when we want to talk about what creates, you know, long standing businesses and what's going to allow you to stay in the game when everybody else falters, Mm -hmm. that's the missing key right there. Love that. Thank you so much, Daisy. I knew it. This episode is going to be a banger of an episode and it's I'm so glad that the season is ending with this because it is so powerful. The things that you have shared in this episode, genuinely grateful for your presence, for showing up and for sharing your story with us. Thank you so much. Ah, love you. I'm I'm just in such appreciation of you and like everyone that's listening, you have such a gift in having this platform and just having your wisdom because yeah. burnout is something that is robbing a lot of power from from very powerful women and it's something that I'm just so glad that coaches like you exist to help them through that and to take away some of the shame around it mm-hmm. and really just seeing burnout as a as almost like a vehicle to come back to what are your boundaries what's true for you and not allowing yourself to overstep those boundaries so Honestly, the honor is all mine. And I'm so grateful that you have me come on here. And to everyone listening, you are in such amazing hands. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) 
amazing. Thank you so much for staying till the end, you guys. Let me know if you had the urge to pee after listening to today's word of the day. Let me know if you're hydrated enough. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or am I? Anyways, let me know if you had an amazing takeaway from today's episode. If you did, please take a screenshot of this podcast episode and write your takeaway. Tag me at Madhurima. That is M-A-D-H-U-R-I-M-A underscore Freedom Soul Coach. Tag me on Instagram. You can also rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I'm extremely excited for you to listen to our next episode. Ooh, before I go, if you would like to support this podcast, please head over to the link in the description of the podcast. There will be a way for you to support us on Patreon or just share this episode. That goes a really, really long way. Share this episode with people that you think would genuinely learn a lot from it. And I'll see you in the next one. That's it. Bye.